With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, I just want to preface this before the show starts, that... The only reason I chose this song is because it had the word snow in it, because the RVK is going to start talking about snow here in a second. Oh, first of all, if you don't know me, this is producer Jordan Ty Curry. I produce the Raspy Voice Kids show. And infamously, I despise the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I just want you all to know mentally and physically it was a struggle just to get this song in this show and not feel like I want to vomit everywhere. So if you're a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course... I kind of apologize, but this is your one lucky day to where you get to hear a Red Hot Chili Pepper song in a Raspy Voice Kids episode. Enjoy. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on all my life to sacrifice. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy J. and Phoenix. I'm in the building in the both. Today we are doing pop culture. That is pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. And what's happening right now in popular culture, especially in the Northeast, in the Midwest, is snow. Jeremy, the first snow of the year is here. How do you feel about it? Wow. Like when it came down, honestly, I didn't watch the, the news. I heard people telling me that it was supposed to snow and uh, it came down and it came down. And, you know, it stuck. That's what's weird. Like it's the first snow of the year and then it sticks and, you know, you have this winter wonderland. Um, it was cool. You know, I'm not you, I, I'm more of a cool temperature kind of guy. I'm kind of a big dude. So I like it a little colder. But I'm like you. I've seen it. The more I the more I get older, the more I'm not so much a fan of snow. But this in particular, because I wasn't working and I got to just, you know, look at it and, uh, you know, I didn't have to drive. You know, it didn't really stick on the the pavement too, too much. It's OK, man. I'm, I'm feeling it. I wasn't mad at the first snow. I don't even mind snow, to be honest. 
I was happy that my kids got to get out and play in it. I was happy that they got to throw some snowballs, make some snow angels, do all that fun stuff. Um, and it's beautiful, of course. The very first snow is always beautiful. The problem is it doesn't stay beautiful very long. It gets gross real fast between mud and the salt trucks. It gets ugly. Depends on where you're at, but yeah, I'll see you. Yeah, unless you're in a place where it snows regular, regularly and consistently, it gets ugly real fast. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the cold temperatures either of winter. In fact, I recently posted that I hate winter, and I asked people if they hate it as much as I do. So many people feel the way I do, Jeremy. You know what I think most of it is? That people love complaining? People do love complaining. That's a major thing. I I mean, because during the summer, they're like, oh, it's so hot. Then it gets cold. Oh, it's so cold. No matter what it is, people ain't going to be happy. But it's not the cold that gets me as much. I don't like the cold. I don't like to be cold. I don't like to be wet. However, I hate the lack of sunshine. I hate that the sun goes down at 5 o'clock and it's pitch black and it feels like midnight. I hate that it's it just impacts me as it does so many others. Uh, there are so many people who have seasonal depression. It affects them. Um, and also, you're looking around trying to get cozy when you realize you got five more hours to be more productive and you actually get stuff done. I hate it. Yeah, man, I just power through. It happens every year. It's not unexpected. Um, it's not as bad as it has been. I mean, we look at past times where we be covered in snow. I mean, inches and inches. And look, if you don't like snow, don't live in the Northeast. See, I'm don't the kind of guy North. where if it's going to be winter, I'd rather it snow. I hate the dark. Like I could never live in Alaska. I could never live in any place where it's, you get that polar winter where it's dark polar nighttime where it's dark all the time i could never live any place like that i hate i hate the darkness darkness i hate i now i know that there's rhymes and reasons why people have to stay where they are but for the people who are super complainers man move ain't nobody keeping you here move get out the way get out the way i'm personally stuck like chuck but besides that if i wasn't stuck i'd be outie 100 percent now, the funny thing is, when we did our live show, shout out to the Low Country Mountaineers, Low Country Ears down there in South, uh, South Carolina, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. We went down there last November, and it was cold and rainy when we were there. However, it not it's not typically that way down south. They have the good weather. They have the sunshine. They got the heat. Even when it's dark, it's still warm. It's still comfortable. You get that fire blazing just straight. That's right. Look, you don't like your environment, change your environment. Not everybody's in a position to, but most of y'all is. Most of y'all making excuses. You hate it so much, move yourself down south, okay? Down south, southwest. Uh, 79 is sunny, according to my friend Francesca out in L.A. So, hey, whatever you got to do, make it happen. You ain't got to be stuck like Chuck, but if you is, I'll pray for you. Rat me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Fresh off the Bad Boy Mowers crossover classic championship, the West Virginia Mountaineers are taking on the Gonzaga Bulldogs tonight. That is tonight as of the day we are recording. You're listening to this on Thursday or later, so the game is already over. But we want to talk a little bit about the Mountaineers Jeremy, what do you think so far about the West Virginia Mountaineer basketball team? Uh, in general, man, you know what? You can't be mad at it. We went down there in the championship game. We came back. Double um, digits down. We all know it boils down to this. 
first of all, let me just say this. People always want to talk about, oh, this West Virginia team is different. I hope it is. I hope we can hit shots. But what I've seen, it's the same old Bobby Huggins team. Great defense. Uh, you know, rebound has been pretty good. Uh, actually, not great defense. You know what? We haven't suffocated people like we used to. But the main thing is we don't make shots. And when we make shots, we go on runs and we go up big. Um, it looks like the same Bobby Huggins team. The same old thing, same old thing, same old thing. Now, hopefully McNeil and Taz Sherman and McBride can show us, yo, what? Er, stop that. We're different. We can hit shots. But until they do, it looks like the same exact squad. Sherman and what I mean and by McNeil the same had like, spurts. Sherman and, what and I McNeil mean, had spurts. They did. And what I mean by the same old West Virginia team is not – I'm not clowning them. We're a Sweet 16 team if we don't hit shots, but we can be a Final Four team if we do. And that's where it lies. Can we hit shots? So far, free throw shooting, I've been pretty proud of it. You know, we've, we've missed a couple, but um, all in all, it looks like we're a much better free throw shooting team this year, which is big for us. Now, can we hit our perimeter shots? It looks like we have good form. It looks like when we shoot, I almost feel like it's going in. But we haven't done it consistently. That's the big thing. What Taz, I love is that we're – I would disagree with you that Taz has been consistent. He just hasn't yeah, got yeah. as many shots or minutes as, as he needs, I, in my opinion. That's true. That's true. I, I do feel like I, – I feel like I, Taz should get some more play right now. And I understand, you know, uh, head coach Bobby Huggins has seen things and he's waiting for people to play themselves out and show what they really have. And that's the biggest thing, Brandon. Brandon, have you ever seen a year where Hugs lets people just fire at will? Bad shots, you don't come out immediately. Turnovers, you don't come out immediately. What, what it tells me is that he believes in this team. And I hope his beliefs are well-founded because I think so too. I've drank the Kool-Aid. But Hugs has been a lot more um, patient when it comes to just yanking people out. Because we know old school hugs, you make a mistake, you already know where you're headed. And now he's letting people play and get in rhythm and take shots. Hopefully that pays dividends later on. Derek Culver was the MVP. Really, really showed himself. Average 15-15 and 15 for the tournament. Double-double machine. If we can get Oscar Sheboy to finish around the basket, we'll, I, I think to me that's more important than even perimeter shooting. Finishing around That's the all- basket because of the amount of rebounds those guys are getting. Yeah, and Sheboy, man, he can be a beast. But let's be for real. Somebody, I'm not even going to honor this dude's name who was calling the game who said Sheboy just throws the ball at the rim. Oh, my. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. It's so true. I don't even he think was he right. Shoot. He just throws the ball at the rim. Um, he's such a monster. He gets in there and gets some rebounds. But, you know, like I said, once he gets a little bit more, um, I'll say not tack, more touch, polished touch, Inside, which I think can come because he's been working so hard. Hopefully, tonight, because you know West Virginia. West Virginia plays way better as the hunter than they do as the hunted. The first tournament, we were the hunted. We were the big name. We were the big team. Now we're playing against the number one team in the country. Now it's a, hey, you're the underdog. I feel like this is made for Shibway, who I feel like feeds off it. I feel like West Virginia feeds off it, and I think we'll come to play. Jen Will, our girl, our home girl, friend of the show, and a big fan of WVU sports in all aspects, says she predicts a big game from Emmett Matthews. So hopefully we'll see that. Emmett Matthews has to be more aggressive. When he's aggressive, goes to the hole, he either scores or gets fouled. He's long, he's athletic, he's got to be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be uh, aggressive. Man, you started with that chair, and then all I thought was, burr. 
It's cold in here. Now, there ahead, must be some Toros in the atmosphere. That's from Bring It On, if you didn't know. It's a classic. Must be some Mountaineers in this atmosphere because we about to heat it up. I'm ready. I'm so ready. It's a Wednesday night, but I'm so ready for the Mountaineers to look at Gonzaga. Now, Gonzaga has some big-time players. Obviously, number one team in the country. They beat Kansas, and they look good. They got Drew, I don't know how you say his name, Timmy, Timmy? Timmy. I don't know. Dude's averaging 26 and a half points. Granted, they've only played two games, but he's six foot ten, only a sophomore, and grabbing down eight rebounds. Uh, dude's a monster. We're going to have to look for him. If you're watching the game tonight, he is number two. Another dude, Corey Crisper, uh, 6'7", senior, 24 points a game, five rebounds a game. Once again, if you're watching the game, he's number 24. Two, 24, and the last guy to round out that you need to look for is number one, Jalen Suggs. Yes, the super freshman. The f- All right, I was going to say Diaper dandy. Sophomore. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. The diaper dandy, the super sophomore, except for he's a freshman, 6'4", out of St. Paul, Minnesota, dude is averaging 18 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. Here's the thing. They're loaded. They come with you in a Texas. Not just one person scoring. There's three guys who are putting the ball in the cup. What I noticed against uh, Kansas is they shot a very high percentage. Can they be off? Can our defense affect them? We'll see. But we know, like all Mountaineer games, it's not on them. It's on us. Can we make shots? That's that's the key to this game tonight that you'll be watching. You already know the outcome when you're listening to this podcast, but we're letting you know how we felt beforehand. I think it's more than can we make shots. Did we make shots? Did we disrupt their offense? Did we disrupt them? Did we muck the game up like always? If we muck it up, make it down and dirty, I think we have a chance of winning this game. If we keep the game in the low 70s, high 60s, I think we have a chance to win this game. If it turns into a horse race... I don't think we have the horses to compete consistently. We haven't shown that yet. You mentioned that Gonzaga's only played two games. Gonzaga's played two games. One of them was against Kansas, who just beat Kentucky. Um, Gonzaga is a good team. They're a very, very good team. There's a reason they're favored by nine points. So if we lose, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a good barometer, good measuring stick for us. Good way to figure out and suss out exactly what we have as a team. Um, no reason to hang our head if we lose. And if we win, it's huge because of the number one team. We haven't won in the Jimmy V Classic ever. We've never beaten Gazaga ever. So all the way around, it's a win-win for us, in my opinion, to play them. I'm so glad Bob Huggins went out and said, basically, we'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere. And it did. It happened. He got it set up. It is going down tonight. I cannot wait. I really cannot wait. We should have did a while we hate Gonzaga. That's on me that we didn't. But we do hate Gonzaga. Don't get it twisted. We hate Gonzaga for this week, for this game. And we're going to show them Bulldogs, man. Don't bring that West Coast stuff here in the East Coast household. You want to do a little bit of why we hate Gonzaga? Give me what you got. How are you going to be named the Bulldogs? You can't come up with anything more original than that? How many teams are named Bulldogs? throughout all of the country, in high school and college. Bulldog's generic, and then your mascot's generic, That with the Bulldog being the Bulldog. So pathetic, in my opinion, if you ask me. Mark Few, over 200 wins less than Bobby Huggins. Nearly 300 less wins. He's only got 600, Jeremy. Bobby Huggins is nearing 900. Mark Few has no business on the same court as Bobby Huggins, as far as legendary status is concerned. And then also, Gonzaga is not immune 
from that old system of hiding people who did dirt. Go look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. They had people who were accused of, some of them basically proven to have committed crimes, hid them out on their campus for years. When asked about it in 2016, the president said he didn't know what they were talking about or he was not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Baylor, Penn State, and others to me. You don't get to number one unless you dirty. Baby, preach. Gonzaga, man, this is straight up off the rip, and I'm going to just be for real. I hate basketball-only schools, man. And I show love to Villanova because they're Villanova. But I was about to say, that, you do not hate basketball-only schools. But but you, when you put all your time, money, and effort into one sport, you should be winning national championships. Gonzaga, I know you just came on the screen, uh, on, on the on the you know scene twenty years ago. But baby, when you put all your money and all your wealth and everything the boosters give you into one sport to pay players from all over the country to come over there, yeah, because trust me, Gonzaga, you ain't just getting players. Look, Mark Few, say what you want, but y'all ain't won nothing. Literally, y'all haven't won nothing. Y'all went to a a national championship. You've went to a Final Four. It's cute. It's nice. But when you pour all your resources into one thing, it better pay dividends. Villanova, it has. Gonzaga, it has not. We watch you. We love that you used to be a Cinderella. Now you are a so-called big dog. Be a big dog and you're weak behind conference. But, Jeremy, they have to play St. Mary's every year. I know. St. Mary's, West Virginia? Man, they're tough in Williamstown, too. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Ain't nobody worried about no Gonzaga. Gonzaga ain't winning nothing. Jerry's so not story. worried. He refuses to say their name right. Gonzaga, right? It's Gonzaga. Yeah. This right. whole piece, this whole commercial where they're like, we've been around for long enough now. No, I like it. Keep disrespecting them. Keep doing it, son. No, nah, baby. I know you guys want this, you know, you call the East Coast bias and you guys want respect for the West Coast. But what's on the West Coast? Not USC, not UCLA anymore. They try to pump up these kind of schools. There's nothing on the West Coast. There's only Gonzaga. When you play a big boy, you come East. You know why? Because basketball was created in the East or Midwest, but it runs supreme in the East. So come meet these mountain men and come get some. Sheboy has something to say. Culver, who's been playing like a monster, has something to say. Miles McBride has something to say. Taz Sherman has something to say. McNeil has something to say. And Bobby Huggins has something to say. Come see us. This ain't Kansas, baby. We East Coast. We know where we are. You ain't got no love for the East Coast? Well, you better feel us. Right, my voice. Welcome, everyone, to your favorite RVK segment, Fill in the Blank. Now, Raspy Voice Kids, are you ready to fill in this week's blanks? Of course you are. I don't have a sound clip of you saying, yeah, we're ready, so I'm just going to say you're ready. Okay, let's go with the first one. WVU winning the Bad Boy Mowers crossover classic is blank. Encouraging. That's by what I'm going with, encouraging. Granted, there wasn't big boys in this tournament. There were a lot of you know teams that would make the tournament. That it was competitive. Teams that we'll see later on. You know there was a one-three-one zone that was uh you know enacted during the game against us, and uh, we've had a few turnovers. But for me to see us win against all these different styles and these teams that are looking to knock us off, it's just encouraging to see us win the way we won. My words, a relief, Jeremy. We got up. We were expected to win. We were favored in each game. There was some chatter on our side that we will discuss in a little bit. 
for us to win after being down double digits was a relief, especially with the injuries that Western Kentucky had looking like they may not actually have the full um, firepower for the entire game. It was a relief. Number two, RVK fill in this blank. Beating Iowa State would be blank. I don't want to say amazing. I don't want to say incredible. Beating Iowa State would be, you know what? Uh, did I say encouraging the first first time? Yeah, but you can say it again. There's no rule against it. I'm just saying it would be encouraging. We would be a step away from if we can upset Oklahoma and some other things happening from being the Big 12 finals, but it would ensure a winning record for us on the year. Man, it would be big. Uh, you know what? You know what? Slash encouraging. It would be big for us. It really would. I say my word beating Iowa State would be signature. It would be a signature win. Iowa State has faced six FPI top 40 opponents this season. They're four and two. That's more than any other team in the in the college football playoff top 25. They beat us bad last time we were in Ames. They're ranked high. This would be a signature win for Neil Brown. Give me the word signature. Number three, RVK, fill in that blank. Your feelings after hearing Neil Brown's name associated with the South Carolina opening was blank. Proud. That's my word, proud. Why was I proud? Because you have to be doing something right for other teams to want you. Hey, this is what comes with the territory. When you win, this is what happens. When you are successful, other teams want you. We knew this was coming. So to hear so early on in the process, granted, we haven't won super big Overall, it's the fact that the country in South Carolina realizes the job Neil Brown's doing and sees where it's going. I'm proud that he's getting job offers because that means he's doing something right. My word is unbothered. I was unbothered because to me, Neil Brown has not done anything to earn a job in the SEC yet. It's a lateral move. There's no reason for them to come pluck him. I didn't feel like it was a legitimate, actual, serious inquiry into who and what Neil Brown was for South Carolina. So when I heard it, I was unbothered. I did not believe it. However, I'm with you, Jeremy. If Neil Brown wins the way we believe he's going to, once he reaches the top of the climb, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is always what happens. Coaches like Neil Brown, his caliber, his style, his status get plucked. Uh, can I get a number four, please? RVK, fill in this blank. Huggy saying clear space in the trophy case before playing Western Kentucky made you feel blank. Amped. I'm amped. I'm geeked. I love the confidence. I love that he sees what's going on. I love that he knows and he should because he's a head coach. Makes me feel amped. We went out and we won that thing. To say, hey, look, Gonzaga, we're going to play you. We don't care. Number one team in the country. I'm going to put in a phone call because I believe in our team. We're not scared. We're not dipping out. We can say, hey, you know, we got COVID uh, scares. No. He said, we'll play anybody anywhere because our team's that good, man. I'm amped and I'm jacked. The word I have is amped. My word is scared. It scared me that the coach was that confident because I was afraid that the players would then be that kind of confident bordering on overconfident, 
and I didn't think we'd played well enough to feel that way. But I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. But I was scared. We have arrived at number five. RVK fill in this blank. WVU's football season is blank if we lose to Oklahoma and Iowa State. Unchanged. So if we lose to Oklahoma and Iowa State, I've still seen things that tell me that Neil Brown it will complete the climb. Why? Because if you looked at where we came from from running the ball near the bottom of the barrel, now we're top 20 running the ball, maybe even higher. If you look at where we came from on defense, maybe we weren't at the bottom of the barrel defensively, but now, once again, we're top 20. Every static uh, statistical category that we were we lacked in last year, we are now putting up real numbers. And, it, and you know, it's not uh, insignificant growth. We've had huge growth in defense and running the ball. So for me, even if we don't, you know, complete the games that we need to these last two games, our program is strongly um, trending in the right way. And yes, in the moment, I will feel, you know, irritated and mad. But when I reflect on it this year, we have successfully built up a lot of areas. And it makes me think if we do the same thing next year and have this kind of leap like we did this year, man, we could be scary. I will say it is expected. If we lose these next two games, we'll be dogs in both of them. We already are a dog to Iowa State. We'll be dogs to Oklahoma. FPI won't give us much of a chance. So it will be expected that we lose these two games. And our season will end at 5-5, five and five, which means had we played two other out-of-conference games, we probably would be 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, easily with the chance to be 7-5, and five, which is an improvement over last year when we were 5-7, and seven, which is part of the climb, a slow ascension. It is expected, though it is not what I hope for. I'm really hoping that we can pull one out against Iowa State in Ames, and I'm hoping that we can knock off Oklahoma for the first time in conference. Rat me, boys! It's time for the Iowa State preview. It's your boy Brandon Phoenix, Jeremy Phoenix with me. We are doing this thing today. We are talking about Iowa State, not why we hate. We've done that before. Today we're just doing a preview. So, Jeremy, what do you have for ISU? ISU, man. You know what? It's been a long time since the Louisiana loss. Yep, the raging Cajuns got them. And people are like, wow, Iowa State's going to stink. But those true Mountaineers knew. We knew how Iowa State rolls yeah where they lose out of conference yep all, this year all they did was replace louisiana state excuse me all they did was replace iowa the hawkeyes with louisiana state no louisiana uh, excuse me louisiana the raging cages excuse me um and and of course they lost because they love losing out of conference but just like a matt campbell team they bounce back and they have been beating up the big 12 now they're sitting at number nine it is not unexpected for them to to be hot and to, and to beat up on our conference. Now it's time for us to show what's expected of us and to knock them off because I'm tired of them. They came, they played Texas, and they played them well. I mean, I mean, their their team really played well against Texas. Um, so so for us, 
we have the opportunity to show, look, man, you ain't nothing. I can't get the thought out of my mind from the blackout that they had. All black, you know, gear, all black crowd. When we played them a couple years ago. In Ames, it was not an all black crowd. Trust me. It's all, it's time to go. <laughs> Period. I hear what you're saying, but it's time to go. There's a lot of payback for them. I'm tired of these chumps. I'm tired of them ruining people's seasons. It's time for us to ruin their season. Number nine, go down. Brocktober is over. I'm ready for the number one passing defense in the nation that is stowed in Morgantown to make that trip to Ames, Iowa and show Brocktober what it's really about. They also have the number one tight, well, arguably the number one tight end in the country. I personally would say Kyle Pitts from Florida. But their tight end is significant. Let's see what we can do against him. And, of course, Brees Hall doing his thing at the running back position. Uh, It's time for this defense to show what they're made of, to really put a hammer down on a top-tier offense. I'm ready for these guys to go out and beat Matt Campbell in the fighting Matt Campbells. And that's right. Brock Purdy was extremely efficient. Last when he played Texas, but last few times he's played against us, he's played pretty efficient. And that's what the game's gonna come down to. Can we play defense? Can we affect Brock Purdy? Can we show that he's not really anything? I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of Brock Purdy. You know, what? I love his grit. I am. I love his grit and his fight. I don't think he's a I don't think he's an elite quarterback, and I think our defense can show that. Put some pressure on him. Make him turn the ball over. They do a great job not turning the ball over. They do. Um so, so once again, let's see if we can get in there and disrupt it. If our defensive line can put pressure and make Purdy throw passes to our secondary, like Tariq, uh, t- Tyke uh, Smith, Tyke, I said Tariq, Tyke Smith, um, can, can, can come pick him off. I'm ready for him. That's the whole thing. Can we affect Brock Purdy against Texas? I think he only missed. He missed less than ten passes the entire game, and he threw for like he threw thirty six passes. So can we get him uncomfortable? That's the question. I don't believe in him. Let's see if we can make, you know, put some pressure on him, and let's see if we can make him turn the ball over. Therefore, you know, we can show what we have. It really is going to be a coaching battle, too. We've had time to prepare for them. They played last week. We didn't. So we've had time to scout them an extra week. Time to rest up and heal, which is good for Letty Brown once again. I'm curious to see what we go out and do. No, on the official depth chart, there was no Vandarius Cohen again. But I like our linebacking core, and we're going to need them against this against this uh, offense of Iowa State. And Iowa State is susceptible to um, the passing game. So let's see if... Uh... If Deggy can take advantage of that. They gave up 300 to Texas. Granted, Texas is a good passing school, obviously. But we have talent, too. If we hold on to the ball and we can catch the rock, maybe we can expose them. My biggest thing is I want to see pressure be I, – I would, and I know everybody would love this. This is, this is you know, the name of the game, get up early, put pressure on the other quarterback. But I think that's so big. If we can make him operate from being down – where he really doesn't feel like he's game managing, where he has to go win the game, let's force Purdy to win the game. Let's let him be down. I, As opposed I to making Deggy win the game, which I don't like. Oh, absolutely not. Not anything against Deggy, but our offense isn't built for that. Let's get up, run the ball with Letty, um, and then let's see, put the pressure on their offense to show us what they really have. Really got to hang on to the ball. Really can't have turnovers. It's going to be super important for us on Saturday. 
You got anything else, Jay? No, sir. I'm just ready for Saturday night. I'm ready for Wednesday night. Y'all, y'all already know what happened. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sitting here just like y'all, excited for it. Hopefully, while we're talking about this, you could be thinking, yeah, we already won the game. Um, and then Saturday's gonna be great. So this, this is a great week for Mountaineer Sports. It really is. Play number one, play number nine. It's all on the table. Let's go. My prediction for Gonzaga, West Virginia, WVU pulls it out 74-69. And I feel like we beat Iowa State 24-21. Let's go. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.